And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. Get ready! Woo! We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! Welcome to the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunas. This week, the cut line breaks down the Palmetto, and we're looking at a weak field, a tournament before a major, a tournament with weather concerns, a tournament that is begging for you to fade playing it. Yet, if you want leverage, here it comes. This is our week to get different and hammer those GPPs, dominate those GPPs. Get different, guys. Take risks this week, because guess what? Everyone is already looking towards the U.S. Open. But before we break this down, hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. What's up, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Germany, Lithuania, down in Mexico, over in Vegas and Cali. On the East Coast, we got New York, New Jersey, both Carolinas, Florida, Alaska, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan. We are all over the U.S. of A. The list goes on and on. Now, if you're new to the cut line and you haven't been paying attention, further analysis can be found on cutlinegolf.com. You want customized projections, simulations, course report, the core four. The list goes on and on. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you check out cutlinegolf.com for even more PGA DFS analysis. Now, if you've been to the cut line for a while, appreciate you listening. And if you're new to the cut line, these uniforms suck. Bart, why do you pick up words like that? Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Homer, watch your mouth. I gotta go. My damn wiener kids are listening. Where have you been? Where have you been? I'm your host, Michael Kev Lunas at Lunas on Twitter, continuing to kick ass and take names, and let's hope we get one this weekend. Really want one. Craving it. Craving it. But before we break down Palmetto, a quick word from this week's sponsor. You struggle. Uh. You strain. You're so far away. Just bending over to put on your socks is brutally painful every day. Well, not anymore. Introducing Sock Slider, the pain-free, no-bend-over way to comfortably put on your socks every day. Just place your sock on the cradle, lower the cradle to the floor, and slide your foot in. It's that easy. Sock Slider puts the socks on for you, so bending over is something you never have to do. The secret is the unique cradle design that expands the sock opening and places it in the perfect position. So All you have to do is slide your foot in. Then when you want to take them off, the sock slider makes that easy too. I've had everything on me wore out. Uh, Rebuilt back, shoulders, knees, and the sock slider made things easy. 
joint pain, arthritis, backaches, bad knees, and surgeries limit your range of motion. But with Sock Slider, there's no twisting, turning, or yearning to reach your feet. One simple step and your socks are on. One quick movement and your socks are off. I've suffered from chronic back pain for good portions of my life, and if I had had something like this, I could have been a little bit more independent and done things for myself. Dress socks, casual, athletic, medical, or compression. All your favorite socks can be put on without frustration. Sock Slider is great for moms-to-be. Plus, it can be taken apart for convenient travel and storage. And here's something you need to know. The Sock Slider can also help put on your shoes, and you're good to go. I get it. You wake up in the morning. You can't get your socks on. It's impossible. Getting ready to go hit 18, play 36, and you just can't do it we've seen it before we get to the golf course we bend down to put our shoes on get our socks on get ready to go in the back crumbles it goes out and the rest of your day is ruined no amount of alcohol cbd oil gummies or anything is going to cure that back and fix that swing and you are going to be crumpled crippled on those 18 holes Get the sock slider. Do something for yourself. Get better. Quick word on the memorial. I was actually disappointed in Sunday's coverage. Happy it went to a playoff, but man, I was sick of just watching Scheffler, Cantlay, and Morikawa. Like, I get it. It was a bad break for, for John Rahm with the COVID test and the positive, but why wasn't anyone he was shaking hands with, why weren't they kicked out of the tournament? I didn't get that. But secondly, okay, the fact that Sunday's coverage was my least favorite of the entire year. We we missed so many great shots. Like we people were interested in Shane Lowry. He had a huge ownership last week. We saw one shot, and it's when he cupped it from like a hundred yards out. Come on, fix it, man. You there should never be a dull moment. It's not about the drama like they do at Augusta, but that's such a different majesty, right? It's such a different course. This was the memorial. And, and don't get me wrong, it's a very prestigious con- tournament, but show more golfers. Come on. Show more golfers. Well, our game grows bigger, and so does your wallet. And the cut line is here to bring you in depth DraftKings analysis of the Palmetto at Congaree Golf Club. We're going to do the best we can. To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside send traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And the goal of cut line is to make sure that not only is your lineup in the green, but that you have smashing lineups, cashing lineups, and bashing those lineups with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line. Our favorite. Want to give a quick shout out to Fanshare Sports. So come Wednesday night before lineup lock, you just don't know what's going to happen. So what do you do? Where do you go? Go to FanshareSports.com when you're signing up. In the discount code, write the word CUTLINE and you'll receive 25% off your monthly membership. Remember, ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. So this week, we break down the Palmetto at Congaree. Sounds fancy. Fancy, 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 you billionaires loving your private clubs. But we are at the Kongri, and this is the first time one-stop shop 
for the PGA Tour at Congaree as it will play host to the Palmetto. This tournament, as it currently stands, is replacing the RBC Canada for this year due to the travel restrictions in that great nation due to COVID-19. This course will play fast unless the weather forecast holds true and softens this course up. I don't think there's enough rain to do so. But as of right now, the rain forecast could lead to players withdrawing due to the U.S. Open being next weekend, and this being a longer-than-usual weekend may be frustrating. Many might see the length of this course immediately lock in the Bombers, but remember, this course is not on the Tour rotation. We've seen plenty of new courses cause little to any struggle for any Tour pros, which literally leaves this field wide open. Insight tells us that there is literally little rough on this course. In fact, wayward t-shirts are more than likely to find waste areas rather than long grass. The supposed teeth of this course is approach accuracy and landing your ball in the appropriate areas on the green. Pay attention to what is being talked up this week. If experts are going to suggest that around the green game is at a premium, I would tailor your focus towards approach and ball striking and proximity just to get different. This week's course has had only three months to prepare for PGA Tour pros. It's going to be a scoring fest, and it will be interesting to see how this course plays this weekend. Architects Tom Fazio bent grass greens, average to larger size greens based on what I've seen. I'm assuming that stint meter is going to be fast simply because they want to prep these pros for the U.S. Open next weekend. 7,655 yards, a par 71 with 10 water hazards, zero bunkers because it's all waste area not a bunker more like a beach more like a beach looking at weather rain thursday big chance of it rain friday rain saturday lots of rain sunday if that's the case look out for withdrawals look for this tournament to extend itself onto monday where a lot of people are not going to want to play through the weekend when you can prep for a major. So, key stats I'm looking at this weekend. Ball striking, strokes gained approach, birdies gained, strokes gained, tee to green, and opportunities gained. Similar courses, didn't really find too much that I thought would correlate, but Harbortown, Wiley Country Club, and TPC Sugar Loaf. So, the question is, who are we going to play this weekend? He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. This is the Cut Lines Birdie Your Better segment where we break down this week's top tier, the 11K range, all the way down through the 7K range, and we look at our favorite plays and picks to click at this weekend's Palmetto at Congaree. So, looking at this field, very weak. Let's be honest, guys. Look at some of the pricing on some of these golfers, and, and it's insane how there are no names. But we are going to start up here in this top tier. $11,400. DJ Brooks Kepka comes at $11,100. Matt Fitzpatrick at $10,400. And Terrell Hatton at $10,200. We know these names. We know that they are the cream of the crop in the golf world. Okay? So there is lots of options here to play. Um, quick heads up, though. Danny Willett has withdrawn. He will not be at Congaree. 
I'm assuming that some of these other names are going to not show up as well. But I wanted to get that out there just so you guys are well aware of the fact that some guys are not going to be playing this weekend because of this weather, because of this tournament, because of its spot on the schedule. Not highly conducive for fun to watch necessarily if you're looking for big names, but I will say this, sure does give you some leverage in DFS purposes. But again, look at this top tier. Dustin Johnson, Brooke Kepka, Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton, all these guys rank in the top 15 in my overall stat model, top 5 in my confidence model, top 10 in my aggregate model, in my approach model, all these guys are in the top 10 in my fairways and greens, coming off the tee, the only one who's struggling off the off the tee right now is Terrell Hatton, which is not even that bad, he's number 20, so there's not much to begrudge these guys other than the fact that they're all coming into double digit ownership right highest own is dj as of right now first run through terrell hatton is second kepka is, t- is at 20 percent in my initial look which is kind of insane and part of that is probably his popularity with his feud with brooks but still brooks look brooks kepka doesn't care about this tournament he doesn't he, he cares about next weekend He's here to get loose. He's here to get limber. He, if I, ugh, Long story short. Anyways, but uh, there's not much diving into that we have to get here with these top tier guys. We, we know how good they are. We know if, if this course plays easy enough and they want to, they could turn it on and dominate. But let's go down to the 9K range with Harris English, Sung J.M., Tommy Fleetwood, Poulter, Kiz, and Garrick Higo. So looking at Harris English, Sung J.M., and Tommy Fleetwood, of these six 9K golfers, these are the three that I like most. With with the fact that pricing is still up, right? 9,700 for Sungjae, 9,900 for Harris English. This is where I'm probably going to start most of my builds, and I'm going to stay out of that top tier. The thing I like about them is that Harris English is striking the ball a little bit better. It historically, has been a solid on approach. Um, but struggled in the last 36, 24 rounds to where he was like ranked 50th in the field. But looking in the last 12, he's up to 34th. So he's looking solid. And my overall stat model is 29th. Sungjae is 32nd. And Tommy Fleetwood is 37th. All three of these guys are coming in at lower ownership. English and Fleetwood especially are coming in that single digit, while M is currently coming in at that double digit, just a hair above 10%. But when you're looking at their Vegas ranks, Currently, Fleetwood and M rank better than Harris English in terms of Vegas. So it'll be interesting to see how ownership shakes out because it could easily go down to Poulter, Kiz, and Higo. Like, it's just, it's a very simple thing to do. Like, you look at Kiz and his approach game is just on point. Recently, Poulter is played out of his mind in terms of approach. Garrick is is kind of the same thing. The thing about, like, looking at these guys is... Their ownership, again, is going to be subjective and based on how they're playing. I think Kazire is going to come in as the top option in this 9K range for, for the masses, right? A lot of people are going to look at his recent form, look at the fact that his ownership has been increasing over and over and over, over and over and over. So, like, I don't understand why anyone would think that, like, Kiz is a smart play because we normally see him in the seven seven thousand range. I would rather go to to Garrick here, and I know we've played him beforehand, but he is like the next wave 
of the international youngsters, right? The next wave of guys that are are going to be on tour eventually winning tournaments. He's 51st in the world rankings. You know, he was the first junior President's Cup player to make the actual President's Cup team. Okay. So he, he like he will be at the 2022 International at Quail Hollow. Um he is just an awesome player. Played a few semesters at UNLV before returning back to South Africa and turned pro. I, I he just kind of got away from the college circuit and wanted to just go straight into, you know, making that money, racking that dough. So in 2021, he's finished tied for fourth, first tied for eighth, and his last four starts heading into the, you know, into the PGA Championship, which was gaining him steam that week. So it's it's good to see him. We'll see how it turns out this weekend. Again, a young guy, but most definitely tons of upside here. So I wouldn't shade away from playing him just because he's unknown. Solid in approach. Again, he's a young guy. Like you're looking at a nine thousand dollar unknown. It's going to be high risk, but totally worth the play. Let's go down to the 8K range. We're looking at guys like Alex Noren, Keith Mitchell, Glover, Varner, Vegas, Russell Knox, C.T. Pan, and Scott Stallings. Look, if you think this course plays anything like Harbortown, then you then you draft C.T. You gotta love that approach game here for this 8K range, especially for a guy who's at 8100. Again, overpriced. I get that, but still, looking at guys like Keith Mitchell. Okay, solid on Bermuda Green, solid putter. Varner, a solid approach player, decent off the tee. Doesn't have the length, but that's okay. That ball's going to run like crazy here. And I'm most definitely going to take pieces of him. Looking at Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric for this kind of specific area, and you can find that on Fanshare Sports. Mitchell, 9th. Glover, 21st. Sneds, 24th. And Vegas, 34th. Okay, so there are options here. I hear a lot of chatter about Doc Redman. Like it's a Doc Redman week. Let's go back to him. Let's make sure that we get him in there and everything like that. The problem is, is that while his approach game has looked better, you have to question if it's increased enough. Like in the last 50 rounds, he ranks like 70th in the field. And if you look at the last 12 rounds, he's up to 33rd in the field. I don't know if that's a selling point for me at $8,000. When you could go somewhere down to like, Martin Laird or Nate Smith or Whaley. Whaley's going to be chalked though down in that early 7K range. Or pay up and go to Vegas, who we know has that upside. Um, so in my confidence model, though, all these guys are shining. There is only one 8K player who is not in the top 30. And that is Kisner. Two, actually. Kiz and Doc Redman. So if... Redmond gains the steam, which I think he's going to get. He'll be up towards like 8 9%. That's going to most definitely lower that ownership that we'll see in someone like Varner, who's probably going to be in the, the teens. Johnny Vegas, that name sells it all. Russell Knox. So you want to get different this week. Make sure you take these lineups. Spin it around a little bit. Look at Keith Mitchell. Look at Norn. Okay, Keith Mitchell right now, single-digit ownership. I'll take that at 8,800. 8, CT? Single-digit ownership, absolutely will take that, especially with that approach game. Um, by the way, CT's been pretty good off the tee, too. Fifth in my fairway and greens model, last 12 rounds in the whole field. So, of course, Scott Stellings will round it out. Again, a single-digit ownership play. The, a lot of metrics that we could utilize here, we're, we're going to get very broad. 
we're going to throw out the specifics because we just have no tournament history here at Congaree. So you got to take a, a strong approach. I think a lot of players are going to roster some of that stars and scrubs mentality. Hope they get lucky. Hope they get lucky with the top guy. Even go up to like the 10K, 11K roster, 9K. Roster a few 7Ks, 8Ks, because there's a lot of talents in this 8K range to, to do that. So an immediate way to get different, start here and build with this 8K range. So we're going to go down to the 7K range. We're looking at Luke List, Laird, Naismith, Whaley, who's going to be incredibly popular, by the way. So you might want to fade him. Pet Perez, Sepp Straka, Ben Martin, Seamus Power. Yeah. EVR, Nick Taylor. Duffner, Davis Thompson, Adam Shank, Bramlett, Sloan, Hickok, Danny Lee, Bryce Garnett. These are all names I love. You could go to Uline. You could go to JT Poston. You could go to Rory Sabatini. You could go to Viegas. We've been talking about him as first-round leader for a long time. This whole 7K range is loaded with the guys that we like to play as first-round leader plays. And obviously, they want to win this tournament. Why? You get to play at Augusta. You get your tour card extended. Where, like, You want any further motivation than that? Guys who are on the brink of losing their tour card? Sepp Straka can grow all the mullets that he wants, but if he doesn't start winning, he's going to lose that tour card. That's what I'm saying, man. Naismith, awesome approach. Got to learn how to putt. But Whaley's going to be the chalk in this range. Let's be honest. He's been amazing in approach out of anyone in this range. Simply said. Anyone in this range, Whaley's been the best. Now, here's the thing. If that's the case, if everyone's going to talk him up and they're going to play him and say, hey, he's going to be the chalk that we are going to own and play over and over and over again, I don't want a piece of that. It's just it's too volatile of a play and it's too volatile of an option especially for someone of, of his level. So I'm not going to touch that. RCB was popping recently. I'll be interested to see if that approach game sticks. Um, at 7,800, it might be a little bit too hard to, to buy into his recent form, uh, but we'll see. I've been doing that with Ricky Fowler, so that doesn't make sense for me not to do it with RCB. Look, though, at Ben Martin. Ben Martin, always a solid approach player, so he's going to be a solid play. He's going to be popular. Duffner, Laird, same options here in terms of their approach game, and they're decent enough off the tee. But the fact is, like, all these guys fit that bill. Kadira, who's one on tour right now, is not getting any love, but can most definitely have a decent game off the tee and decent in approach. When, when you look at him, like, the thing that really kind of limits his upside is his scoring, but the fact is that... He's been playing really well recently that he's ranks 13th in the last 12 rounds in scoring, obviously aided by some of his recent finishes. But still, Kadira is an option. He's been playing very well, and he's only 7,000. Okay, so that's something to take into account. Roger Sloan, same thing. A guy who's solid in approach. But again, these guys who have those metrics that kind of sparkle, like we'll see in Roger Sloan, Adam Shank, Luke List, they're going to deem higher ownership. And again, this is the week where you get different and you embrace it. You tighten that core, you get different, and you do things the right way. You're not going to win GPPs this week eating chalk. It's just not going to happen. Someone in this field is going to come out of nowhere, out of left field, and they're going to win. Because I don't think the course is going to play that difficult. 
It's never been on tour. It's a private course for the rich who, let's be, let's, let's face it, the challenges that they seek on a golf course are not the same challenges that professional tour players look for when they join a club or when they look for a membership. Come on, man. Come on. So continuing on, guys that I would pivot to from that chalk are guys like Nick Taylor, Davis Thompson. I would go to Pat Perez. That makes sense to me, okay, going down to Pat Perez. You look at someone like like, like Thompson. He's the second-ranked amateur in the world. Can he win? I don't know. I don't think so. He's probably not good enough. But he did have a 23rd at the RSM earlier this year. Still playing college golf, though. Just, just to remind you that Davis Thompson is still playing college golf. So he's a sponsor invite, by the way. But having said all that, why not pivot to those guys here this week? Why not get different? My favorite play here, and he's coming in as everyone else's favorite play, so it's going to force me to potentially eat the chalk or fade it. I haven't decided yet, but that's Seamus Power. Um, fits this course so well. And he's not like blaring in any overall stat or aggregate metric, but when you look at just his approach game, he's getting better and better as he's progressed through the season. We haven't seen him for a while, so I like Seamus Power, but again, we'll go back to my boy Naismith. We'll go down to Jason, Joseph Bramlett. Danny Lee is getting no love, zero love at 7K. Danny Lee, EVR, we talked about his upside. He's in single-digit ownership. Viegas, single-digit ownership. So it's getting a pretty balanced out in this 7K range with the exception of a few guys. So make sure you take advantage of it. And if you find a pivot that you're comfortable with, do it. Get away from that chalk. Get different. Win some tournaments this weekend. So that's the guys we're going to play this weekend. That's the guys we like. I know it's a very brief overview from what, from what we normally do, but it's the Palmetto. Come on. No course history. We're going to have to do some deeper dives. And the deeper dives comes in the can't do it's who we can not play. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. Can't do it. This is the Codeline Signature segment, Can't Do It, Won't Do It, the double-digit chalk that we can not, will not, shall not play at this weekend's tournament. Can't do it, won't do it. Long story short, if you are named Dustin Johnson, if you are named Brooks Kepka, if you are named Matthew Fitzpatrick, if you are named Terrell Hatton, I will not touch you this weekend. I do not like the weather draw. And these guys are all playing next weekend. I don't like it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to sniff it. And I'm even debating going down to Sungjae Imp, Fleetwood, all those guys in that 9K range if they don't withdraw by the time that Thursday comes around. But we'll see. We'll see what's happening. But DJ, Kepka, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, we can't play them simply because of ownership being so high. So high right now. And I hope that changes as tags and information comes out and people start talking golfers up. But right now, DJ, Kepka, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, all ownership fades for me. 
I'm not going to eat that chalk. I do not want to play it. And that's okay. It's immediately going to get me different. All right. Now, going down to other guys. Vincent Whaley, Varner, Sloan, Vegas, Naismith. Right? These are all guys in the 7-8K range. It's very easy to get different if they get too high. And Whaley is teetering at that point. If he ends up going above 15%, you immediately pivot. You get different from Vincent Whaley. And it's no offense to his current form. He's playing great. He looks great for this course. He does. But how different are you going to get at 20% unless you are avoiding other chalk, which I don't know if people are. You can roster Whaley. I'm not the they're not this group is not part of my can't do it. So I the, the top tier is. But the point being, like you gonna like double digit own Hank Lebiota at sixty nine hundred? That's a can't do it. I don't play double digit chalk in the six K range in this style of tournament. Absolutely not. You're looking at like guys getting eerily close to too high owned. And you got to really question and look at ownership this weekend and how to get different. Tighten up those cores. Take your shots. Win a few tournaments. All right, so let's break it down. 6K range, MGs, Monsters, and Guarantees for this weekend's Palmetto. (laughs) Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is... A monster. Miscut. Miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he'll make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he'll make the cut. Martin Pillar. (laughs) A monster. I guarantee he'll make the cut. So this is the MG Monsters and Guarantee where we look at the 6K range and the players that we think can finish in the top 25 or better. Want to point this out. Lebiota is coming in at double-digit ownership. It's a steadfast rule for me this weekend that if anyone in the 6K range is going to be double-digit owned, I'm not going to play them. John Pock is very close to it. Very close to do it at 6,900. But we're going to John Ha, Chase Seifert, Tyler McCumber, Roberto Castro, JJ Spawn, Wes Roach. And that's about it. Looking at these guys, they're all in the top 45 of my overall stat model with the lone exception of J.J. Spawn. Okay, but here's the thing. J.J., looking better on approach in the last 12 rounds. Typically terrible at it. Typically is awful. But in the last 40 rounds, he ranks 44th. So we see some upside in in ability to maybe get an advantage there. You're not going to be looking at guys who are going to be lighting the world on fire right now. Right, Lebiota's an impressive option because everyone sees his approach model. But why not go to John Ha, who his approach has been terrible lately, don't get me wrong, but in the last 48 rounds, last 50 rounds, top 40 in approach. Let's get some positive regression here. Chase Seifert, same difference, positive regression. Tyler McGumber, opposite of that. He's usually kind of middle of the road, but he's looked really good. He's trending solid in approach. Same with Spawn. West Roach, same thing. Looking solid in terms of 
his ability to approach the greens. And I think that's a key stat this weekend that if people are going to look at driving distance, which I think is a mistake, I think any player here can win, that approach kind of like trumps that. It really does. We all, we look at other guys, though, that we can option, like roster in the 6K range. Josh Teeter comes to mind. He's a solid approach player historically, but he's been struggling lately, so hopefully we can we can turn that around. Cameron Percy, another guy at $6,900. He's going to come in at lower ownership, struggling in an approach. So he doesn't necessarily say, like, scream, play me, play me, play me, especially if we're looking at, like, recent trends and, and what golfers are doing well and what they're doing poorly. Um one could be made like you can make plenty of arguments for for many of these guys historically your best approach players in this 6k group uh you're looking at lebiota cam percy teeter seifert west roach john haas sam Ryder. all right sam Ryder has looked awful lately he's looked terrible paul manotti go back to him right struggled in the last 24 he's obviously turned around he's trending in the right direction so you got a lot of options here i don't think that people are going to be venturing too far down in the 6K range with the exception of Lebiota because there's so many solid golfers in the 7K range. Take your shots, though. Take your shots, take advantage of it, and try to pull the best golfers out of this 6K range. All right, let's take it home. Let's go. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the breakdown of the Palmetto Championship at Congaree Golf Club. Join us next week as we break down the U.S. Open. It's major weekend, major time, third one of the year. Special thanks to Fanshare Sports. A shout out to The Cutline and CutlineGolf.com. But nothing is better or more important than you, the listener. Thank you for your time. We can't wait to have you with us next week as we break down the U.S. Open. But get some wins this week. Build that bankroll. Go and get them. Peace.